Welcome to So You Wanna, the podcast for writers by writers. I'm so excited to be there. How are you feeling, Meg? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I'm excited. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm stoked to be here, honestly. Uh, definitely not nervous. <laughs> um, yeah, felt. <laughs> I guess to kick things off, we should maybe quickly talk about what exactly So You Wanna and this podcast is. Oh, 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 I got this. So You Wanna is the brand that we created to help other writers smash their goals. We've been kicking it on Instagram Live on Sundays for a while now, giving our tips and tricks, discussing mechanics and genres, you know, just vibing and helping people along the way. Sometimes we host indie authors and overall, we just want to try and offer as many resources as possible. Yeah, so it it started as a live show on Instagram, then it grew to like a discord community where we sprint together and offer support which grew into people wanting more access to our content so we got a youtube to post our videos and this just felt like the next step to offer a podcast that we can give our content in a different way yeah because apparently we weren't busy enough (laughs) totally Uh, Well, without further ado, I'm Elle. I'm a contemporary romance author of two novels for the love of art and read, as well as one novella of Very Calorgling Christmas. I also dabble in a little poetry, so you can also check that out. Um, You can follow me on Instagram at lmerediththoughtwrites for all my links. And uh, as you've probably figured it out by now, that makes me Meg. I'm another romance writer, but my stuff is maybe a little darker than Happily Ever L over here. Uh, I still deliver that happy ending, don't get me wrong, but uh, I make you work for it. I'm the author of the Miranda Wrights trilogy, Birds and Bullets, The Ostler's Boy, and The Holiday Affair, the occasional broody poetry collection too. But if you want access to any of these, the link is in my bio on Insta. So follow me at author Megan Alexandria. You know, hit me up, check out Wattpad. You know the drill. All right. You want to get started? Yep. Let's do this. So we decided with this podcast, we would take everyone back to the beginning. Our very first show that we did was about writing romance novels, which makes sense because that's what we do. Oh God, I remember just being so nervous that Sunday. What about you? Uh, unfortunately, I recall that show very vividly. It was, uh, it was a special moment in time for us. And it lives in infamy on Instagram. If anyone wants to check it out in our highlights, <laughs> um, it really has some beautiful moments uh, that we might have memorable, made memorable by a, by a blanket. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this week we're going to cover how to plot a romance and how to create that tension and chemistry that romance readers crave. So let's start by talking about how to plot it, or at least what works really well for us to keep on track. The first thing to note is that romance readers are a very specific sort. They crave that happily ever after. In fact, it's the happily ever after that sets the genre apart from others. Now, I know that's confusing. After all, what about romance dramas? 
all those often end in some kind of tragedy. Nothing wrong with writing a good romance drama. In fact, I personally enjoy reading them. That said, depending where you're publishing your work, romance drama might not be an option. So for example, if you're publishing somewhere like say Wattpad, they don't have that particular genre. So even though your story likely circles around a couple and how their relationship changed them, it's best not to put it under romance because your readers are likely going to end up disappointed that they didn't get there forever and always. All right. So listen, I know there's a hundred ways to skin this cat, but when Elle and I sit down to plan our novels, we're following the 11 step scheme. I'll rattle off these steps real fast so you have an idea of where I'm going with this. But if you want a physical guide, you can find it on our Instagrams. Hint, hint. So we've got the meet cute, rejection of the relationship, giving the relationship a chance, trials and temptations, the midpoint crisis, the road back, can't help falling in love, the black moment the sacrifice, the declaration, and then the happily ever after, which you may hear us call an H-E-A from this point on, Uh, but it's the same thing. So before we break these down, just a little note, when it comes to a romance novel, the expected word count averages between 50 and 70k. That's not to say that you can't go over it. A lot of famous romances have hit up to and even over 100K. But that's not the industry standard. We're giving this word count now because from the very beginning, you need to be conscious of it. You want to keep an even pace and you want to have enough content to create that strong romantic tension that we're all longing for. So back to the beginning. Here we go the meet cute. This is where it all begins. Believe it or not, your characters have to meet and they have to do it pretty early in the novel. You don't want to wait three, four, five chapters before your love interests even see each other. It should happen right in those first two chapters, if not the actual first. And their meetings should show a strong physical attraction, even if you're going to take that away with your angst. That's just how romances start in real life. You see someone and you think, hey, I want to get to know them a little better. From there, we move into the rejection of the relationship, which is essentially where your main character or characters are going to reject the idea of ever being in a relationship. A big error that a lot of authors are are guilty of doing, including me when I started writing romances, is having the relationship form too quickly. I've seen full-blown, I love you relationships in four chapters. At this point, how do I as a reader know if I'm rooting for this couple to get together when I'm still learning about them? In real life, relationships take time to grow. It should be the same in your writing. The point of this section is that you want to begin to show your readers why the relationship won't work with the main conflict that is going to be the driving force behind the couple's problems throughout the novel. At the time, you have to give hints that the love interest is on their mind, even when they're set in the idea that there is no way they will get their HEA with this person. (laughs) So the next step is the giving the relationship a chance. 
this is the first time that you will really bring your characters together. Despite everything you're doing to keep them apart, some kind of plot force is going to force them together. Whatever the challenge, they can't overcome it without the other. Even though in this section, you're going to show emotions starting to grow, your character still doesn't see the HEA yet. So don't rush it. The following section of your novel is Trials and Temptations. It's also sometimes referred to as the three dates. Essentially, this whole section is designed to create major scenes, generally three, where the two characters really get to know one another. Whether you do that through dates or just simply having reasons the two find themselves together, they should be significant. In this section, you really want to showcase the chemistry between the two characters. At the same time, it's very much a two steps forward, three steps back section. So even though each scene should deepen their feelings for each other, it should also demonstrate why they shouldn't be together. Okay. I bet you're thinking that by now your characters should be together and starting their relationship. Not yet. In fact, first, you need to go through the midpoint crisis. Sorry to say, but you're going to have to hurt your characters here just a little. To begin with, this section should have the first form of physical intimacy, unless you're doing like a, se- a casual sex trope or, you know, Um, Maybe we've already seen a little bit of intimacy, Um, but an example for this section would be like a first kiss. Um, If you're doing the casual sex trope, this can be a place where the character internally finally begins to feel something deeper than that, you know, frivolous connection. This doesn't necessarily mean that they're ready to jump on the relationship bandwagon but they might be thinking about it. This is also where you can finally admit that they like having each other in their lives and that maybe, just maybe, an HEA is in the cards. Unfortunately, this is only halfway through the novel, so you better be ready to crush your character's dreams of true love. You need to put in a major roadblock that temporarily separates them or hinders the belief that things could end well for them. And there are two ways to achieve this. The first way is through a false high. That's where your lovers will think that the happy ever after is possible. And then something gets in the way. For example, maybe an ex-lover appears. Or you can do it with a false low. This is where your lovers assume that the relationship they have is all it will ever be and what they can get. A false low works really well in that casual sex trope. After you separate them, they need the road back to each other. Something most likely an external plot force, such as an event they both attend, will pull the lovers back together. When they come back together, their attraction should be stronger than ever. All that work that you put into the first half, building their relationship, having them get to know each other now deepens. At this point, often their deepest fears regarding the relationship are often confessed and on the table, and they are now just beautifully vulnerable to each other. Which leads us into the can't help falling in love section. This is where you can finally show them falling hard for each other. 
you'll likely put another big moment of physical intimacy here, like romantic sex. If you're doing the casual sex trope, this is where you would show your readers a shift from it being purely physical to something that resembles love. You can also have characters separately admitting that they're falling in love. Be careful, though. You don't want them to admit their love to each other. You can have one character admit it, admit to the other that they love them, but it should not be reciprocated. Again, it's back to the fact that love does not come easy. All right, we're almost at the end because we are now going to talk about the black moment, which is essentially the climax of a romance novel. This part is so important. It's also my favorite, which I get a lot of flack from Meg about. Yeah, because it's kind of weird. All right, well, let me explain what this section is all about. Ultimately, the goal of this section is that the main conflict that has been keeping your characters apart is finally going to hit ahead. By this, I mean it's really going to separate them. And in a way where your readers should be left wondering, are they even going to get back together? Is that even possible? I really find this moment beautiful in the novel. And a lot of that comes from what happens next, which is the sacrifice. This is when your character realizes that whatever it was that was keeping them apart isn't stronger than their love. They miss each other. The other person made them a better version of themselves. That deep missing and raw honesty that they want the other person in their life, despite all the reasons that they shouldn't be together, is actually what I find so beautiful about this part of the novel. Well, we're at my favorite part because I'm not a monster and that's the declaration. So after the realization that these two lovers should be together, they finally can say that they love each other and that they want to be together. And that leads us to the happily ever after. Remember, this is what sets romance apart from other genres you have to have the happily ever after romance should always end with it this is the part where you're going to give your readers a glimpse into the character's future together i always tell people follow this guideline if it's your first romance like follow it to a t as you write more romance, you'll be able to fiddle with it a bit and make it work better for your novels. Just keep in mind that the HEA is incredibly important and do not skip it. We both play with the structure a lot to fit our novels, but it helps us keep the tension and chemistry on track when we focus on it. Are you thinking about starting a podcast? Then you need Anchor. That's the app we use. Anchor is a podcasting platform that gives you the power to create content on your terms. The best part? It's free. So what are you waiting for? Start recording your show today. Now that we've talked about how to plot your novel, we should explain how to build chemistry and tension so that your readers keep turning those pages. Let's start with chemistry. At its core, chemistry is how characters interact with each other. A classic example I think you guys might be familiar with and our personal favorite, Pride and Prejudice. So for those of you who live under a rock, 
Pride and Prejudice is the period romance by Jane Austen surrounding Elizabeth Bennet and one Mr. Darcy. Lizzie and Darcy both need to get over their, surprise, surprise, pride and prejudice of others. Lizzie wants to marry, but only if she can marry someone who she deems acceptable by her many standards, one of which is true love. And Darcy needs to marry, but finds himself unsure of what he really desires in a wife. When they first meet, Lizzie thinks Darcy is wealthy and pompous, and she immediately dismisses him as a viable option. He calls her plain and lets society expectations sort of dictate his opinion of her. But as the story goes on, and the two characters interact, we see them change. And thanks to Jane Austen's ability to create chemistry between two grow closer and closer. All right, not to give any spoilers to those who are now thinking of running to their nearest bookstore to, to purchase this amazing classic, it is a romance. So we know Elizabeth realizes that she was maybe completely wrong about Mr. Darcy, and she is in fact in love with him. And Austin and all her amazingness created probably the most dramatic midpoint crisis. You, you just really got to read it. Overall, the goal is that your characters become better, happier, and more rounded or mature because of their interactions with each other. And eventually we see them get what they want. So the question is, what is good chemistry and how do you introduce it to your characters? The two lovers should have common interests without being each other's clones. They should have similar values, and most importantly, they need to have a reason to interact. When readers see them together, they need to be attracted to each other in some way, which opens the door for everything else, flirting, friendship, romance, and they need to be working towards a goal, whatever that goal is. All of that brings us to tension. For me, good tension is anything that makes your readers want something to happen without giving it to them. So holding hands, backhanded compliments, longing gazes, jealousy, flirting, accidental touching. You're essentially dangling a romantic carrot, not that kind, in front of them. And uh, how you do that really depends on your genre and the type of world that you're creating. For instance... If you're working in modern themes, you're not going to be constricted by the rules of society that Pride and Prejudice has, like the fact that people didn't touch each other during that era. If you are, then you need to find a way to terrorize us within decorum. Any good tension starts mentally. As an author, before you start writing, you should really try to know your audience and what they want. As a near-exclusive romance reader myself, I can tell you a lot of us are going to be attracted to your novel for that intellectual stimulation. We're thinking about and we're waiting for every little detail. The way he looks when he picks up an axe, the way he smells, the way he reminds her of her first love. We want to feel that internal struggle the physical attraction as it starts to build, and we want you to make us want it. And for the love of God, remember, no matter how tempting it is, no one just leaps into a full-blown relationship. These things take time. So first, and I cannot stress this enough, your characters should be their own people. 
that means their own goals, thoughts, values, likes, and dislikes, and not to forget beliefs, either true or false. Things like life is ABC, these are my expectations, I only deserve blank. And then you need to take all of that, everything that they are, and force them to go and meet the other person. So tension is, n- is great not only for the sexy vibes, but also as a means, a necessary means to introduce all the various levels of conflicts that you've created for them, you sicko. Ultimately, it's the tether that's going to hold your characters together while everything else goes wrong and, or gets challenged. It's a suspense created that lets your partners orbit around each other before their union is certain and leads us to the infamous will they, won't they, and when. Building this suspense is one of the most important parts of developing a real romantic arc. It's why your readers are going to turn the page, why they're going to pre-order the sequel before they finish this one, and why they're even going to care about what's happening in the story. So how do we create it? You dole out information. Like if these two get together or not in increments and withhold the most important pieces until the very end. In other words, you should be giving us scenes where the chemistry is hot and the tension is high and an increasing frequency and intensity as the novel goes on. Every scene needs to bring our lovers either closer or farther apart and make us want that happily ever after. And at the end of those scenes, you want to leave your reader compelled to read just one more paragraph in a brutal and pathetic hope of getting the answers that they so desperately want. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty great way to end that, which I think about wraps it up for this episode. Don't forget to follow us and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast on. As well, don't forget to check out our Discord. You can do that by following either one of us and hitting the link in our bios. You can follow me on Instagram at lmeredith.writes. I'm also on TikTok at lmeredith.writes. And finally, on Wattpad at lmeredithwrites. And you can follow me on Instagram at author Megan Alexandria and on Wattpad at Megan Alexandria. Next Tuesday, we'll be back here and we'll be talking about character development. Same time, same place. So we want to see you there. <laughs>